I declare your grace. I declare your goodness. I declare your lordship. I declare it is well with me. Thank you for giving me the grace. Thank you for giving me the grace to stand in double honor this morning. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Look at your number send the ball. Do you know? Every day, in every way, I'm getting better. Physically, spiritually, materially, I am getting better. The devil has fed. Give your neighbor a high five. Say, take a high five. I say, thank, say, thank. Say, welcome to church. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're going to be very smart this morning because um, how all that things to do. You know, we are running a series on Greater Fruits Conference. And um, last week I started a series that I called that you are made for a mission. Praise the Lord. And that means that you have a purpose. You are created for a purpose. Praise the Lord. You didn't just fall from heaven and stay here. Please. You are created for a purpose. Let me turn to your voice anymore. You have a purpose. And that means that God is fully aware of you. You are predestinated for a mission. And you will fulfill that mission. On this earth, you will fulfill your mission. You will not fail. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. But this morning, sometimes I prepare my message, and in the morning, why I'm just baffing, God will change it. So I prepared this, this the second part of you have a purpose. You are made for a purpose. I was to take the second part this morning, and I have prepared that message since uh, Wednesday because I know I won't have time Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I finished with it on Wednesday. Praise the Lord. But this morning, as I was having my bed, God changed the message. Praise the Lord. I remember one day. Um, my daughter Joy came to me and said, I should repeat that message. It mentioned the message. Yeah, I should say, I should put it again. And I understand why she says so, because it's a message that it is easy to preach, but it's not easy to teach. There's a difference between teaching and preaching. If I mention the message, you know, it is easy for you to preach. Anybody can preach it by just giving testimonies of what God has done. Then you would have preached it. But it's not easy to teach it. And not too many people can teach this message. Praise the Lord. I have the grace to teach it. Hallelujah. And actually, I now know why God actually changed the message. Because this morning, that was the last song that the choir sang when they were leading praises in our first service. They, they sang that song. It has to do with the goodness of God. 
Praise the Lord. And when Pastor Dan came to take the victory prayer, he led prayer on the goodness of God. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I'm going to teach on the concept of God's goodness. The concept of God's goodness. I don't want to let somebody to say, God is good to me. Every day and always. He's good to me. Hallelujah. Like I said, if you call anybody to come and preach, you can come here and just talk about the good things God has done. You would have preached it. Praise the Lord. But you can't teach it. It's a different thing when you want to teach. Praise the Lord. The concept of God's goodness. Somebody say with me, say the concept of God's goodness. Now it's easy to say God is good all the time. How many times? So and we say this often without considering the import of what we are actually saying. So my assignment this morning, I'm going to let us know what we mean when we say God is good. Praise the Lord. Turn with me with to the book of Psalm 106, verse 1. Psalm 106, verse 1. I read, Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Glory. Glory. Now, I'll give you the, I, I want to give you why that, that psalm was written. The background of that psalm is that this psalm was a, a, like a national declaration for the people of Israel. It was their number one uh, praise and worship song. When they went to battle, they would be singing it. They'd be singing, Praise ye the Lord, oh God, give thanks unto God, for He endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because he indeed is a good God. Is he not a good God? A good God. And his mercies endures forever. And in the temple, they will declare that the God, that God is good. On their way going, they'll be singing, God is good. When they get to the temple, they will say, God is good. It was their regular declaration because it highlights the important aspect of who God is. Praise the Lord. So one of the things that God is is that he's good God. 
Now, what makes God special? It's not just that He is powerful. We all know that God is powerful, don't we? Don't we? Yeah, so that is not what it's powerful. Yes, there are also other people, even you know, human beings that can display some powers. Remember when uh, Moses went to Pharaoh and to ask for Pharaoh also demonstrated power. Praise the Lord. So that is not what makes God special. What makes God special is that He is good. God is generous, and there are people who are generous. Praise the Lord. But what makes God a special case is that God is good. And you cannot declare that any man is good. When Jesus, when God came in human flesh in Jesus, and they called him good, I rebuked them. I said, there's no one that is good except the one in heaven. Praise the Lord. So Jesus was telling us something special about the goodness of God that no man can attain. The only one that is good is who? God. Now, I want us to take a quick, a, a quick look at the ways the ways of God's goodness to us. The ways of God's goodness to us. Number one. God is good in his purity. God is good in what? In his purity. That means... He is good in his nature. Praise the Lord. He is good in his character. God does not derive his goodness from us. He does not derive his goodness from what he has done for us. But you can say God is good because he did this for me. But that is not where his goodness is. His goodness surpasses that. He doesn't derive it from us. He is good in his character. He is good in his nature. God is good by himself. That is within himself. God is good. His goodness is from himself. And his goodness manifests in so many ways. And one of the ways is to give you, is to have mercy on you when you go wrong. Praise the Lord. Or that just a little exercise, but it's just that he is good. Let me turn to your level and say, My God is good. God is pure. You know what it is to be say to say something is pure. Praise the Lord. When you say something is pure, I'm talking about you know the 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 extent, the highest state of perfection. God is pure, no blemish, no contamination, nothing incriminating. He is what pure. He has no moral weakness. 
God, somebody can be good and has moral weakness. But God has no moral weakness. Can you imagine a powerful man has a moral weakness? He will use his power to the disadvantage of the people around him. Praise the Lord. But God has no moral weakness. He is just good, 100%. The man is a powerful man and he is lustful and in his moral weakness he can use his power to take people's uh, daughters and um, even, even people's wives and some people do it, some others do it. They'll just come out one day and say, okay, go and bring that woman to her. his wife. He's powerful, but he's weak. Praise the Lord. But God is good. Our God is what? Good. If somebody that is greedy, for instance, He's greedy, and but he's powerful, and he's greedy. Can use his greediness to collect other people's uh, properties. There's some people do it in Lagos. They use their uh, position, acquire lands anyhow. Praise the Lord. But God has no moral weakness. So there is no danger that God will abuse his power. You can be rest assured that God will not abuse his power at any time. Because he is what? Good. Number two. God is good in himself. In himself, he is right all the time. God has never done anything wrong, he will never do anything wrong. Everything that God does is what right. You can have a man that is rich, you can have a man that is powerful, you can have a man that is even generous, but sometimes he will do things that are not right. But God is not like that. He makes no mistakes. God does not make mistakes. Hallelujah. Number three. God is kind. All these are pillars of his goodness. God is kind. He acts a benevolent. He does things for our benefits. Everything that God does is not for himself. He does it for us. Now today God is seated in his throne in heaven not for himself but for us. Jesus came and died on the cross not for himself but for us. 
God created the day and night, separated the night from the day, not for himself, but for us. Everything that God says, everything that God does is for you, is for your benefit. He is kind. He causes the sun to shine for our benefits. He causes the rain to fall for our benefits. God is not cruel like a man would be. Hallelujah. He doesn't take pleasure in our ugly situations. Like human beings will do. Okay, that, that, hey, they'll say that's my enemy. And yes, something is happening to you, you'll be happy. No, God is not like that. He knows some people who even will be quarreling him, abusing him, yet God will see cause rain to fall on all of us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He created us out of his goodness. God created us out of his goodness. He doesn't need us to exist. One of the reasons that Jesus came down from heaven, or God came down from heaven in the person of Jesus, is to share his glory on us. That was why one day in the world they said, let's create man in our own image. Let's create man in our own image. Praise the Lord. The glory that he he had in heaven, he wanted to lavish it on earth. He wanted other people to, to enjoy it, to have part of his glory, to share it upon the people. And that was why when Jesus finished the when he finished on the cross, the first thing he said to his father, he said, God, now I have done my job. Give me the glory that I left in heaven. I have given them the glory that you are giving to me. It's one of his reasons to come, to share the glory of God upon man. Praise the Lord. So in the book of John, God will say, I have given them the glory. Give me the glory. Now give me back. The one I left in heaven. Praise the Lord. I see the glory of God upon people's face this morning. I see the glory of God upon your life. I see the glory of God upon your family. Upon your finances. Upon your marital life. Come on, shout hallelujah. If the glory of God is upon you, what can the devil do? Because the glory, one of the characters of the glory of God is light. And the light of God can consume. Praise the Lord. And one of the reasons we have the White House. White House is talking about the glory of God. That's why when I go out to minister and say, oh, White House, so you are from White House. And the next thing they tell me, you are copying the White House uh, power seat of America. I say, no, it's Pablica. White House is Pablica. It's not just we are looking for a sweet name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 to 5, talks about 
the transfiguration of Jesus. When Jesus was about to end his ministry, he suddenly realized that the disciples still didn't know why he came. So he went with his protocol officers, that is Peter, John, and James, to a prayer mountain, a mountain of transfiguration. What, what did he go there to do? He wanted to show them the macrochism of the kingdom that has come to live. Praise the Lord. And that the Bible says, when they got there, the light of heaven, the glory of God, praise the Lord, opened. And it was so bright that what they were wearing became white. The Bible said the raiment became white. Now, when light attains its highest state, it becomes white. Praise the Lord. It was the glory of God. That's where the White House came from because Peter, Peter said, okay, uh, uh, teacher, uh, thanks that we are here. Let's build a house for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. Praise the Lord. That is the White House. Praise the Lord. And there are so many other things there too, but I'm, I'm not doing that this morning. I just want to explain the White there. Amen. In, in, in the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, I know my thoughts towards you, and they are good thoughts. I know my thoughts towards you. They are what? Good thoughts. You know, human beings, no matter how, you know, sometimes we just sit down, a negative thought will just cross your mind. You can't, you can't avoid it. But you can always suppress it. Praise the Lord. But in God's case, negative talk can never cross his mind. And he's saying, my thoughts towards you are what? Good thoughts and not of evil. That's why when negative thing happens to people, God is not the author. People make mistakes when something I say, oh, maybe that's God, that's not lying. From the beginning to the end, all that God desires for you is what? Good. I say, if you know this and you are aware of this, then you keep it in your heart. You will reject every negative thought that will ever come across your mind. And it's like God has even given us so much power to even decide what can happen around us. You have the power. And that's one of, the, one of the things that Jesus did when he left. Say, and all the power in heaven, on earth, and beneath everything that it has been given to me. He said, no, I give you what? The power. If you are a believer, you are a powerful somebody. Except you are not using it. If a person has a gun in his pocket, and then all these no-sense boys come and will lay you, and they are beating you, and you didn't even show it, show them that you have something in you, they will just beat you and go, praise the Lord. But there's a gun in your pocket that would have helped you. So if we have the power of God, the word of God, the word of God is powerful, and we are not using it, we are not confessing it, we are not declaring it, it will not work until you declare it. Until you say it. You keep saying it. And it will work for you. Praise the Lord. Say, my God is good. Even when we fail, 
His goodness towards us never fails. And that's why the Bible says that, that He's always, even when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. Jesus. Oh. I need a new tab. Actually, fighting here. Mind it. Even when we fail, his goodness towards us never fails. He is good to us. He has good plans for us. And he does good things for us. God has good things for you. And he said, my thoughts towards you. Can you imagine that? That God is thinking about you. Hey. He said, my thoughts towards you. God is thinking about you. And the thinking and the thoughts that he's having in his heart is nothing but what? Good. Even when the devil is planning against you, God is thinking goodness of you. And God is the carrier of light. Praise the Lord. So when devil is coming with his darkness, the light of God, the good thoughts of God towards you will consume the darkness. Hallelujah. When you are a child of God, you, de- you decide how your life will go if you know the secret. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's why in this church we, de- we decided. We decided that in this church you are not permitted to die until you are 100 plus. That's our decision. And God has stamped it. And that's why we declare our, our covenant of longevity every day. It stays. And they will have tried to rise and to rubbish this and they have failed and they have failed forever. Except you are not a member of this ministry. It cannot happen. It's not possible. The last time I was flying to Abuja, as I have already I told myself, each time I want to step on the border, so all these people now, because of me, they are free. I'm sure because I am sure because I'm in this plane, it will get to where it's going. Praise the Lord. It's not boasting. But God has the power. So one day, that's when I was going. We have entered. They have checked us in. Everybody has seated. And we have put in our bed. And we were taxing to take off. And all of a sudden, it stopped. Praise the Lord. You can imagine that it stopped. And there was an announcement that we should come down. And that the plane has a fault. I say no wonder. Because if you am here, it can happen. And if it happens, I will come out free. Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I hear you. Amen. In captivity, he loves even your mistakes. He loves you even when you are a, you are fighting him. 
How do you see some people who that talk rubbish about God? Huh? But if me, if I mean I'm be God, I don't kill so many people. <laughs> you say Nami, they talk like that. <laughs> but God is not like that. Praise the Lord. God is good to us. He has good plans for us. And you have to constantly remember that God loves you. So when you are going through problems, one of the things that can sustain you is to remind yourself that the one that is Alpha and Omega that created you loves you. If you can get it to that point and remember that he loves you, your fear will go. And once your fear goes, the devil is defeated. Hallelujah. When you constantly remember that God loves you, you, and has good plans for you, then you will end up eventually provoke your faith in him. Your faith in him will now rise. You know, faith is primarily predicated on God and it's predicated on knowing the person you are trusting. Now you tell me that uh, mommy doesn't want me to succeed and I will just laugh you. Praise the Lord. God, mommy prays for me every day. Not the general prayer. Praise the Lord. It's not the general prayer, prayer or devotion or whatever. Mommy takes time to pray for me every day. Praise the Lord. So why would I have faith in such person that she wants me to succeed in life? So when you know God loves you, your faith in him will be stronger. Because you now know that God who is in charge of the affairs of men loves you and therefore will not want bad things to happen to you. So when there are a situation before you that requires you to exercise faith in him, you will stand strong. So no, God will not fail me. My God loves me. He will not fail me. Even when I have gone wrong, he still loves me. He is good all the time. Psalm 107, verse 1 to 2. He said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? Good. His mercies endure forever. He said, Right, the redeemed of the Lord says so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Who are the redeemed of the Lord? You. So what do you say? God is good. Even when you are when when negative things are situations are staring you in the face, what do you say? God is good. Because devil wants you to complain. Devil wants you to cry. Devil wants want you to feel pain. When you hit stone with your leg and it's telling you, what do you say? God is good. When in your kitchen there is no food to cook, what do you say? God is good. And there is no copper in your pocket and you have things to do with money, what do you say? God is good. 
when you continually confess his goodness, ultimately, his goodness will supremely appear. What you say, you have. Hallelujah. So when you are going through difficulties, the word that should come out of your mouth is simply, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. That was Job's approach to the afflictions that overtook him. At the end of the day, we all know that he became better off than he was. Because even at the height of affliction that he encountered, and his friends were telling him to curse God, he kept saying, my God is good. At the end of the day, was God not good to him? Romans 8.28, Uncle Son Randolph here. Romans 8.28 Say we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are the called according to his word purpose. He said to those that we know praise the Lord that's this the departmentalization of that scripture, that passage, the first thing is that we know. Praise the Lord. We know that all things work together. Then what is it that we know? Praise the Lord. We know all things, not some things only. Not some things. How many things? So whatever the situation is, no matter what the situation is, we know that it will work together for our good because our God is good. Hallelujah. All things, including conspiracies of our enemies, including their plans about us, including the gossip of people about us, at the end of the day, all things we work together for our good. I see things working for you. Amen. What the devil is putting to put together against you is turning for you. Amen. What the devil is thinking against you is turning out to be for your good. Amen. In the name of Jesus. That means that God uses all things around us to work out his goodness for our purpose. God is unlimited. Praise the Lord. God is what? He has no limit. It's infinite. An infinite God. He has no limit. One of the things that we say, God is eternal. The way you say God is eternal, people don't really know what we are saying. We are not just saying, eternal means forever. Yes, it's not just forever. It has no beginning. 
What is Satan has no beginning. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that's why the Bible says that we have the eternal life of God, the Zoe life of God. When you became when you became born again, you were recreated. Praise the Lord. That's why we are superior to the to the make of Adam. A born again person is superior to the state of Adam because Adam was made. Praise the Lord. Made from the sound. To make means you to fashion out something from something. Praise the Lord. But we were not fashioned out from something. We were created. We are new creations. So you don't have a, have a beginning to be referred to. That the devil can. That's why people who say, I want to go and break the foundation, whatever, they are, they, are, they are ignorant of who they are. As a born again person, you do not have beginning. You don't have, you don't have it. That anybody can mess up. So you do yourself harm when you begin to think of what has happened in the past when you were still in the old body. Praise the Lord. You are a new creation that has no beginning and has no end. We have eternal life of God. We have his nature. The Bible says we are partaker of his divine nature. He gave us that because he is good. He's good. He's so good that he had declared that we should be seated in high places above powers and principalities with him. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Glory. He allowed that to happen. Now, our seated with him is not that he's, he's seated and we sit by the side. No. We are sitting in him. That's who you are. Say, I know who I am. God has made me. Not just made me. He has lifted me. About powers. And principalities. I am seated. With Christ Jesus. In heavenly places. Somebody shout glory. His goodness for our life overrules the schemes of men, except if you don't know. One of the reasons why we are not enjoying the goodness of God is because of our ignorance. Praise the Lord. Our ignorance of who He is and how we can tap into His power. And His power is around us. How we can employ it to our benefit. And one of it is having his word in your mouth. And so this word, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of what? Your mouth. Meditate upon it day and night. So that you can observe to do things and at the end of the day you have what? Good success. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God can do anything. Anything he can do is for you. And God, in Genesis 15, verse 20, Joseph said to his brother, you mean bad for me, but God meant good 
for me. They threw him to the pit. They sold him. And he, the Potiphar wife again. And then they sent him to prison. So there were things happening around him. But he never forgot that his God is God. At the end of the day, he became a prime minister in a foreign country, which is practically impossible. But God can do anything. With his goodness, he can take you from the lowest ebb and take you to the highest. Yeah, somebody here, you can sleep today as a pauper and wake up as a billionaire. It is possible for God. It is possible for God. He is, he is powerful. He is unlimited. He has the capacity to do anything for your good. He has the capacity to raise you beyond the limitation of your enemies. Can you, can you, can you, can you, can you just imagine that? God can do anything. He doesn't need anything from you to lift you up. Abishag was, in, was from the lowest part of Israel. His father, her family was unknown. No. But because God wanted to raise him, to, I mean, to, to lift her, to be the first lady of Israel in a non-entity. And say, David needed a damsel. And they, they researched all the whole city. They went to the biggest city. They couldn't find one. They went to go and fish out just ordinary uh, young lady who, who did not know anything, who did not go to primary school. Praise the Lord. He didn't go to primary school. And God lifted her, and she became the first lady of Israel. Just one day. Just one day. I pray for somebody here this morning. What you think it is too difficult, you will get double of it. And this year of double honor, it is your time to stand in that place of double honor. I see God going for you. I see God fighting for you. I see God gathering for you. You will succeed in life. You will fulfill your purpose. Nothing shall be difficult for you. In your family, you will stand tall. Among your contemporaries, you will stand tall. Even in this nation, Lagos will hear about you. Wherever you step your feet on you, you push your possess. You will dominate. You will succeed. You will increase. You will multiply. And the good God will settle you. The good God will enlarge you. The good God will establish you. He is a good God. He knows your tomorrow. I declare that your tomorrow shall be better than today. That every day you will get better. Every day you will make progress. Every day you will advance. Lift your hand and shout Amen. I declare you are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.